All right, everyone, two more episodes remaining for calendar year 2021, and then we will be taking a little bit of a break as we enter into next year, 2022, in a season. We still have a lot to talk about. We have more grades to give out today, and we have a big award show next week, so don't forget to vote for the Orange and Black Soccer Cast Awards. Welcome to the podcast of champions. This is the Orange and Black Soccer Cast. Dedicated to Orange County Soccer Club, its fans, and supporters. Follow us on Twitter at OCSC underscore SoccerCast. Or on Facebook at Orange and Black SoccerCast. I don't think I will ever, ever get tired of that image of Orange County SC lifting up the cup. What's up, Orange County? Welcome to another episode of the Orange and Black SoccerCast, the first and only podcast dedicated to Orange County Soccer Club, its fans, and supporters. I'm your host, Ray Samora, and I'm going to take you through this journey as we discuss all things Orange County Soccer Club. I, I thought I was going to have to do it alone, but someone finally jumped in at the last moment before we went live, and that person is Mr. Brad up in Reno. I, Brad, I how hope, you doing, my man? I hope everybody listening to this knows that he was so impatient to start that I said, give me a minute or two, and he started it without me. Uh, I'm doing well. I've been dealing with a lot of uh, snow up here in Reno, and... Trust me, working in snow does not make your life easier. You're not. I, I apologize, Brad. You're not going to get much uh, sympathy from those of us here in Southern California because it was a crazy day. Although it was just wind and wind and rain where we are, it was still very, very crazy. Talk about fences blowing over, leaks in office buildings, uh, sideways rain. If we can say that's even a possible thing but it is it's a possibility we saw that today here in orange county hey we've got one of the person that uh finally decided to join us um as always recently he's like on the road when he joins us he can never be at home um in his basement studio closet wherever he does the podcast from but it's the man that's been with us since day one from Lion coalition dylan dylan how we doing my man i'm doing well it's uh it's quite cold i currently find myself in bremerton washington a uh, ferry ride away from Seattle. So uh, I'll be doing most of this podcast on a boat. I'm on a boat. Like I'm on a boat. Like almost, say, right? I'm almost on a boat. we got a couple minutes, but I will soon be on a boat. I was going to say, it does look chilly where Dylan is too. So uh, uh, maybe I shouldn't complain about the weather because I'm in probably the nicest weather, even though it's like the upper 40s here in oh, um, our neck of the no. woods. I'm upper. sorry. I'm sorry, Brad. It's, 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 it's 35 degrees here right now. So, 
we get spoiled here, Brad. We we're used to the nice, you know, even in the winter, it's like sixties and seventies. So uh, we get spoiled sometimes with the weather. Uh, so, Hey, we're, we're still waiting for uh, Alan. Um, I don't know, maybe with, you know, the announcement that he's this big wig on the USL show, maybe he's going to forget all about us little people on this show, but we'll see. I think he's going to try and jump on here in a little bit. Um, so we'll see what's going on there. And, um, you know, Dylan, we know you're probably going to get some spotty services here and there if you're on a boat in Washington. So jump on and off as you can. What we'll do is we're going to go through grades. Uh, luckily, we, uh, Dylan, Brad, and myself all submitted what we had for grades for the players this season. So if Dylan's in and out while we go through these grades, we will at least be able to show you or share with you what he graded the players. And then when he does jump into a, a good network zone, he'll be able to share his thoughts on that. Um, so as uh, last week, this is the way it works. We're going to go through a random list of players uh, that we set up, um, go through that list, give our grades, give a quick justification or reasoning or thought on why we gave those grades. Um, we'll debate a little bit if we don't agree with someone's grades, and then we will move on to uh, more player grades. And then um, again, next week is our award show, the Orange and Black Soccer Cast Award. So if you've not yet voted, uh, make sure you do so. You can actually go to our website. There's a little bar at the top of the website that can give you the link to the voting form. So if you want to vote and participate on that uh, to share who you think was the you know best young player, MVP, goal of the year, a um, bunch of other categories, fan of the year if you want to as well, guest of the year, which is always a pretty popular category. You can do that on there. Um, so Brad, uh, apparently it's going to be us two for a little bit because Dylan's on a boat and Alan's um, enjoying the fame that comes with being on the USL show. So we'll get started with this. Um, and we will start off with Defender for Orange County. Not quite yet. There we go. Defender for Orange County, uh, who is one of the uh, longest tenured players on this roster, if not the longest tenured player. I know it's a close call between Kevin Alston and Darwin Jones, and that is Kevin Alston. Um, so I, unfortunately, I didn't pull up any stats for this. I'm going to pull those up as we talk about this. I'm going to let Brad, since I'm pulling up stats, what are your thoughts? What was your grade for Kevin Alston for 2021? So I imagine I'm going to be on the uh, high end of uh, the grading standard here, and I gave him an A-. minus. Um, and my biggest reason for that is uh, the eye test of the defense as a whole, especially later on in the season. Um, you know, I don't really discount anybody on the defense especially later on because they really did play super well um so i think an a minus is a fair grade here you know honestly that that's not a bad grade for a player of kevin Austin's uh quality uh maybe i'm being a little bit more harsh on my grades of kevin Austin just because he is a longer tenured player so i've seen him perform slightly better than he did this season, maybe even a little bit, you know, more than slightly better than he did this season uh, with his club. I ended up going with a B plus. I, I thought he was a solid option uh, as an outside back, just like you had uh, with someone like a Nathan Smith, uh, just like you will have with maybe someone like a Brent Richards, um, some really solid pieces of a solid defense. Uh, if you, anyone remembers from last week, I gave Nathan Smith a B plus. I thought Kevin Austin was pretty, comparable to Nathan Smith. I know you have this big gap between the two players, uh, Brad, but I thought they, they both did well when called upon and um, were part of, like you said, a really good defense. Probably I went up to a B plus instead of a B because of the way the season ended and at, at the big role Kevin Austin played. I, there was the one match 
where Rob Kiernan was serving the the one match suspension for the red card and Kevin Olsen slotted right in there to an unnatural center back position and played extremely well in that. So props to him. Um, since Dylan is missing somewhere on a boat, uh, we'll read off the grade that he listed on the form. And he said uh, he gave Kevin Olsen the lowest grade out of the three of us. He gave Kevin Olsen a B for the season. Maybe I have to hear a little bit of why Dylan did that low of a grade uh, when we hear from him. I honestly don't disagree with any of the grades here. I think it's a fair range for him. Uh, I know that he he's the one of the veteran players on the team, and I really don't think he had a bad season. Um, what was it, 26 matches and two assists? But when you think of Kevin Alston, you think of, you know, uh, just some pretty good solid defense and no complaints there. Perfect. Let's move on to probably one of the most surprising players on this roster for 2021 Uh, came to this club. Many of us didn't know too much about him other than the fact that he was a good goal scorer in league one. He won a championship in league one. uh, And that is Mr. Ronaldo Damas leading goal scorer for the club and probably the most energetic player on this roster. When you look at, how he played from start to finish of every match he participated in uh, full speed, never took plays off. Um, and it shows if you watch him on that, the highlight reel at the beginning of the episode. Um, I mean, you can see he's in the right spot at the right time because of things. Uh, I will go first in this. And this is the really good player here. Uh, I give him an A plus. I, I, I'm not even going to talk about like why I did. It. I think it's pretty obvious why he got an A plus this season. Uh, from me at least, a uh, spectacular player, came out of nowhere, did more than any of us anticipated he would do when we talked about him at the beginning of the season. Uh, there's no way I could even think about giving him a grade lower than an A+. Brad, do you agree with me on an A+, or did you have a different option uh, opinion? No, that's a very fair grade, uh, A+. I mean, he is the... I don't even want to like debate whether or not... Uh whether or not he will win this award because I think the fans will all pretty much agree he's going to be the team's MVP of the year. Um, but please like keep putting your votes in if you think otherwise because there are plenty of answers that could work. Um, but Domus, he gets slotted into the roster, I think, a little bit quicker than we were expecting after John gets injured and uh, a lot of early season stuff going down. And he... He was a stud the whole season, uh, scored some big goals, especially in the final and down the stretch, uh, during those, uh, during that long win streak we had, you know, you cannot complain about him as a player and his worth work ethic. Yeah. Uh, uh, amazing performances from this young player all season. And the cool thing is I, I know orange County tends to be a little bit late on this when we get to the off season portion of things but they made an announcement this week of some of the returning players and and i'm gonna say i was quite surprised that this is one of the players that is listed as a returning player i really thought they there's a chance that the club's going to look to sell on his high value at this point after such a great season and a great finish to the season um who knows it could still potentially happen um if you know i i believe from what i knew he was on a two-year contract so it could just be hey he's returning but who knows if someone comes in with a uh an offer we can't refuse. Maybe that changes, but it would, it would be a little weird if the club's announcing him as a returning player. And then before the season starts, they, they look to sell him. So 
I was excited to see that. Uh, by the way, Dylan gave an A plus uh, grade for Ronaldo as well. So at least out of the three of us, we all agreed that Ronaldo was the best player Ronaldo could have been this season. And I don't think anyone would argue with that. Uh, if anyone has any thoughts, whether you're listening live or watching live or listening on the podcast forum, share your thoughts on our grades. If you agree with what we said uh, or if you have a difference of opinion, you can um, share that anywhere you listen or anywhere you communicate with other fans. Uh, let's move on. Uh, Aloni that the club had this season came in midseason, uh, and I think there was a lot of excitement uh, when the fans heard that this player was joining the roster for the season. That's been mine's. Um, had a pretty, pretty good season for Orange County. Let me pull up the stats that I have for Ben Mines. Uh, appeared in, what, 11 matches, starting four of them. Um, you know, nothing spectacular uh, stands out except for when you look at those 11 uh, appearances, three goals, uh, although all three came from PKs, which maybe um, makes it look better than it actually was. But uh, you know, did what was asked of him was a good piece of some quality wins for the club down the stretch. Um, so, Brad, you're great for Ben. Did all three of those goals come from PKs? I I don't think that's factually accurate. I'm going off. I'll just say this. I'm going off of fbref.com. So if it's incorrect, uh, I apologize. Um, but it is showing that um, I believe. Oh, no, you know what? Sorry, you are correct. It was yeah, because I remember the combination Phoenix. of goals and PKs. He actually scored all of them um, in three in a row. Yeah, yeah. he he made and they it, were he, all he in a row. Play. Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. I, I was wondering. Thanks for correcting me. He's not the player that you would have expected at his age to to step up and uh, take those PKs. Um, no, but two of his three goals came in uh, came in one zero victories down the stretch. He stepped up and filled in a role that uh has been dealing with some injuries and uh, did it quite ab admirably. Uh, one of those goals is coming against uh, Phoenix Rising 1-0, and one of those is coming against uh, Oakland Roots 1-0. Um, I gave him a B because he had, I think, the fourth highest uh, um, goal assist average uh, per 90s on the team, and he had... He had 470 minutes. I, I don't think he played bad in the time that he played. All right. Yeah. Yeah. His uh, goal and assist per 90 minutes was uh, just a little over half per 90 minutes, half a goal or assist per 90 minutes, which was in fact fourth on the team. So great call out there, Brad. Um, here's, here's my grade for uh, Ben Mines and mine's a little bit higher than what you gave. Um, I went with an a minus for Ben Mines. I here's my, thoughts on this grade it's not based on the numbers or you know the fact that he didn't get a huge amount of minutes to be able to display uh, his talents on the pitch it was out of control for him um it, it was coaching decision of when he's going to play when he's going to be in the match but when he did get those opportunities when he was put into the match um uh, he performed really well. He at, at moments he looked like uh the most dangerous attacking option on the pitch when he was getting those opportunities. It's just op opportunities were very few and far between. Uh but I, I don't give him any negative on the grade because of that. It wasn't his fault. It was uh you know the the coaching decisions of when he would play. So I went with an A minus for Ben. Uh, I believe Dylan may be available 
Dylan, give the thumbs up in the greens in, in the green room if you're ready. Okay, let's bring Dylan back on here. Let's see if this works now. I don't know if he's on the boat now. Maybe he's got a boat with good Wi-Fi. Uh, maybe his car is a boat of some sort. Who knows? But uh, Dylan, we've gone through now Kevin and Ronaldo. We we shared the grades for those two, Kevin Alston and Ronaldo uh, of yours. If you want to give any thoughts on those two players, you can do so by all means. And then right now we're grading Ben Mines if you want to share your grade for Ben. Um, I honestly don't remember what my uh, my grade was. I, mean, I can't pull it up. Unfortunately, I'll, I'll, uh, my laptop died. I'm going to call your grade I and then you can. I can yeah, call your can grade justify. for you and then you can you can justify it. You gave a I'll B for Ben Mines. Yeah, a B for um, Ben. Not not to echo too much of what you said, but he didn't really get the opportunities I thought he did. Um, and although he didn't score nearly as much as maybe we'd hoped or thought, he was very very dangerous going forward. Um, and he was always willing to. You know, whack an opponent if um, he was on the, the wrong end of an unfair tackle. So, I mean, I appreciated that and the tenacity, and I think he offered something slightly more aggressive um, coming in from the left than what we had otherwise. So it was a, it was a welcome uh, change and, and a welcome body at some points as well. And again, I, I didn't discredit him because of the lack of playing time, but when you do look at his per 90-minute rankings, he was – even better than Ronaldo Damas when it came to goals for this team. His per 90 goals was, again, uh, uh, slightly over a half, a .57, where Ronaldo was a .54. So um, it shows, it, it with the opportunities he's given, he's scoring goals. And if he would have been given more opportunities, maybe he doesn't score at that high of a rate, but um, it, it still was very impressive from what I saw when I looked at him. All right, next player, let's move on. Uh, the next player we're going to discuss, this will be a quick one because it's a player that – joined the team early on, and then uh, I don't believe he ever made an appearance for Orange County. It's a loney from our Scottish partners out there, Rangers, Jack Thompson. Um, I, I, I'm going to just say this right now. We all gave him a W. Uh, I, no surprise there. Didn't uh, feature in a real match. I, I, I don't know. Did he even ever feature in the preseason? I can't remember. Do any of you remember? I don't. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it would have been nice. This is an interesting year because we had uh, who is it? Uh, Reese Breen join us for just a short bit of time. And then Jack Thompson was the other low knee from Rangers and not really a big, um, not much came out of either of those loans. Reese was awesome early on the season, but um, sort of sad that we didn't have a, a, you know, big impact like we had last season from any of the uh, low knees from Rangers. All right, moving on. Uh, Mr. Brian Olosky. Brian definitely had a better season than he had in 2020. Um, he ended up scoring three goals, four assists, um, did pick up seven yellow cards throughout the season, which was one of the high points uh, on the team. So uh, impressive numbers, although if you look at his goal and assist per 90 minutes, only a 0.26, so then maybe that's a little bit um, disappointing there. But maybe you're not expecting a lot of goals and assists out of this guy. Uh, Brad, uh, sorry, Dylan, since you are here and we don't know when we'll lose you again, we'll go with your grade on this sheet you pre you predicted or you gave him an A+. Do you still agree with your grade that you gave last week? Uh, yeah, I think so. Um, he doesn't necessarily score, uh, though he did score a beautiful goal against Sacramento. Um, he doesn't necessarily get a ton of assists either, but he is one of the best ball carriers in the league. Um, and he was instrumental to us this year for the second year in a row of actually getting the ball out of the field while actually remaining in possession instead of just having Robbie Kiernan hoof it long to uh, Ronaldo. So 
Uh, I got to give him an A for that. Uh, Brad, what are your thoughts on Brian Oloski? I agree. Uh, if if soccer was anything like hockey, where you gave uh, assists for second assist, Oloski would have a bunch more assists. Uh, fun note about uh, his goal tally, though. I was in attendance of all three games, um, and I've only attended, I think, five, six. No, more than that. Way more than that. But uh, but I'm the lucky person who's got to see them all in person because the two of them were in Sacramento away, and one was in Vegas away. There you go. I mean, he, it seems like he does a lot better when he's outside of uh, Championship Soccer Stadium. Uh, I gave him an A also um, because I, I couldn't get myself to give him an A plus just because I didn't feel like he was in that top, top portion of the team. I'm, I was very selective on who I did that grade with, but I thought he was one of the most important players on this roster um, for this championship run for Orange County. I, I can't remember who it was that we had on the show, but there was – uh, a guest, a, a very knowledgeable guest. I don't know if it was maybe Mike Watts or Tevin Kerr um, or um, you know one of our other wonderful guests. Hey, that you can vote for some of these guests on the awards. By the way, uh, someone mentioned though that he was probably the X factor for Orange County if they're going to win. You know, Lasky's going to play a big part of that, um, and, and it shows. I mean, he's he was very dangerous with the ball at his his feet. He just um, at least this season it looked like it was easier for him to. Uh, score goals and get some assist in there because the teammates were finishing those goals. Because last season, I know, was a struggle for him. Um, but it was a struggle for everyone involved with Orange County, fans, players, coaching staff alike. So good for him for a bounce-back season. And we'll see where he goes from there. All right, next up on the list, we've got Mr. Brent Richards, who joined Orange County from Reno. Brad has been following this man longer than any of us as a fan. So I'm going to go to you first, Brad, with your grade for Brent Richards. I mean, I really like that Orange County kind of uh, took Brent Richards and kind of emphasized the things he was good at uh, in terms of the fan experience and like played little videos for Brent bombs. I thought that was really cool because uh, he's a player who's always been special in my heart. And honestly, I know the stats might not read that he was like the most useful person, but Brent Richards has he's all over the place and as a result of that um i think he's very underrated but i gave him an a i thought he played admirably in his games and uh was definitely a stout member of that defense so let's do this brad let's not knock brent man he was the leading uh, the team leader in assists for the season which uh, I, I know coming in we all knew that brent was gonna be high up there when it came to assist uh, or even you know potentially some goals uh, but anytime you have your, your outside back, uh, chipping in the most assists on your team, that's a good sign, right, Dylan? It is. It is a really good sign. And Dylan, just so you know, your grade you gave was also an A for Brent Richards. Yeah. He's, he's a great player. Um, and he did well. I mean, he had a rough, rough patch around June. Uh, he just looked exhausted and miserable. Um, but he offered us a bit like uh, Uswansa did, basically a set piece um, anytime we got a throw in in the opposition half. We made a lot of those count. Of course, um, we made one of those, probably the most important one count um, against San Antonio in the playoffs. But defensively, he would he was able to track back uh, well if he got caught out. Um, and he really um, just worked incredibly hard on both sides of the ball. So it's, it's hard to find any fault, uh, even when he 
you know, even for the stuff he did off the field, which, which I can't count. Uh, he, he did a really, really good job all around. So I'm thrilled that we, uh, we had him and I hope we get to have him again. Yeah. I yeah, want to uh, add on. Oh, go ahead. Uh, I want to add ahead. on. Uh, it's rare to find a player who, who's a striker in college who wants, who is willing to uh, play a completely out of position like uh, Brent Richards did uh, the last couple of years, you know, being a defensive player in the end. And he does it quite well. So, yeah, I, I mean, run both sides of the field. You can tell there's this offensive minded person in Brent Richards. Like that, that's that's sort of his original plan when it came to this sport. But his, he's adapted really well to defense. And with what Orange County does, anyone that's watched Orange County, even under Coach Braden Cloutier and, and continue with Richard Chaplow, the outside backs are truly more wingback esque, where they're getting up the pitch and they are playing a huge part of the offensive game plan for Orange County. Uh, and the moment that we saw Brent Richards joining Orange County was the thing. Uh, I, I know, I think this was before you were even really on the show. I think we all were excited to see what he would be able to do with an Orange County team that likes to push their backs up the pitch and get those crosses in. Um, and, and it worked out really well. Yes, there are some defensive liabilities with someone like Brent Richards, but anytime you're pushing your players that high up the pitch, you're going to um, have some some coverage issues if the other team counters really quickly, uh, which we saw sometimes throughout the season, some poor marking uh, when the players were tracking back on crosses from the opposite team, no, no marking on the back posts a few times, uh, but eventually the defense clicked, they got it. And Brent Richards played really well on both sides. And again, the fact that he was a big part of the offense um, is awesome. And yeah, the Brent bombs were awesome. I loved seeing that. And I loved sort of, it, it seemed like there was competition between Brent Richards and Kevin Alston uh, towards the end of the season. And who was going to be the man that takes those long throw-ins? Because I think I want to say there was a match or two where both players were in and it was Kevin Alston coming across the pitch to do those throw-ins, which um, sometimes I was like, wait, why isn't Brent doing this? This is his like specialty, but Kevin picked it up pretty well too. I know he's been working on that uh, the last couple seasons. So, uh, if I didn't give the grade, I went with an A also. So we all agreed uh, with Brent as an A. We, I saw some grades coming through. Some of you giving A's. Uh, some of you giving an, looks like Paige gave an A++. Uh, and then we do have someone that gave only a B-, minus. that Brent was only good going forward. Um, so uh, Gol Golington, please share your address with Brad, because I'm sure Brad would like to come visit you and let you help you change your mind on that. And Brad's muted, so he can't help you change your mind. I don't have that much time. <laughs> Perfect. Let's move on. We've got Dylan Powers, who another player that joined the team uh, midseason. This is someone that I, I I figured out who it was before the club announced anything based on some questions I had asked. Um, but I think Dylan was the one that was actually willing to go out and sort of say the name that we were thinking or that I was thinking on this. Uh, Dylan Powers joined Orange County midseason and really solidified the midfield, although I think it was a slow process. I think his first few matches, uh, maybe there were some concerns over fitness or his fit with this team, but he quickly took control of that midfield and was a key piece down the stretch and in the playoffs. His stats might not jump out at anything, um, you know, when you look at goals and assists and things of that nature. But again, he played 14 matches, started 13 all down the stretch during this impressive run and was uh a big part of a, a solid midfield. Once, once that was figured out who those key pieces in midfield would be at the end of the season, when you look at 
uh, Dylan Powers, Eric Calvillo, Nico Kuningas. Those were some of the key and Tommy McCabe. Those players were a big part of this championship run. Um, let's go with this. Dylan, your grade that you gave for Dylan Powers was an A plus. Go for it. Explain an A plus for Dylan. And, well, and it's, it's probably not... because of the name, right? Yeah, unfortunately, um, his parents decided to spell it wrong. So uh, I, I didn't take anything a mark from down for that. I would have I would have taken a mark down for the wrong spelling. I just I figured it was unfair to do that if he uh, it was an off the field thing. So and also not his fault. Um, but yeah, he gets really really high marks for me. Um, just having been so successful. Um, really, I mean, as just to echo what you said, like solidifying our midfield was the reason that we. Uh, won a cup was the reason that we didn't just crash out at the very end of this one. So perfect. Um, I, I went with an A. Uh, I, I felt like he got off to a really slow start, and that's probably the only reason I didn't give an A plus. And maybe that's being harsh on a Dylan Powers. Uh, and and I know sometimes I'm being a little bit more lenient on some of these players, but I look at Dylan Powers, who is a veteran player who's got wealth of experience. Um, joins the club, struggles for a few matches, finally finds his place, and then becomes a key part of this team going down the stretch. I think it's because of him that Tommy McCabe looks better at the second half of the season. I think it's because of him that Eric Calvillo looks better at the second half of the season. And and it's probably because of him that the defense looks really well to close out the season uh, with a strong defense. Um, but I, I did do a slight knock on his grade. I couldn't go with the plus because he did have that struggle to start off. I'm on there. So I went with an A for Dylan Powers. Brad, you're great for Dylan Powers. I also gave him an A plus. Uh, he just held together the team super well. Uh, he, he, I, I don't know what else to add on top of what Dylan said. Uh, he just was secretly someone who uh, held the team together and played really well. So I gave him an A plus. Perfect. And then from some of our listeners, we've got a, a, a mix of grades. We have A minus uh, for a final grade coming from Russell. We've got an A plus. So some someone agrees with you guys. Um, that's from Golington. And then uh, Chris Austin listening gave an A minus. So all pretty close to what we were doing there. Um, next one we got is we've got the young man who was the youngest signing uh, professional soccer player when he joined Orange County uh, a couple seasons ago. Hasn't really made an impact with his club. Um, while some of the other youngsters have made some impacts, um, rumors are that he may be on his way out the door, going to Scotland. Who knows if that is true or not? But this is Francis Jacobs. Uh, Francis did make an appearance or two this season, I believe. Um, let me see if I can pull up the stats we have here. Um, Francis Jacobs. He did. Oh, he appeared in one match, playing a total of 18 minutes. Uh, no goal, no assist. Uh, let's go to you first, Brad. I, I can't give a grade based on that. I'm just going to say this. We, we we all went with an I, which I think is representing an incomplete. If that represents anything else from either of you two, feel free to let us know. Uh, any thoughts on it, Dylan? Uh, any thoughts on what he might potentially bring to Orange County if he stays? Um, I don't know if he will stay. Um, a little disappointed to not see more of him, but of course – at a certain point, it became, uh, well, Dylan Powers came, so there was no way he was going to fit into a midfield. And Tommy McCabe played a resurgence. It, it just came to a point where our priority of winning the Cup uh, came over the priority of giving a young midfielder minutes. 
and he would have been asked to do a job that I'm not sure uh, he would have been able to or willing to do, or not not willing, but not would have been able to do at the level that we would have asked. Um, of course, you know, he can develop even if he's not playing matches. I think that's what we were doing here. And also at some point it might be making sure he's fit, uh, just keeping him in the academy matches so as not to overwork him and, and cause any problems down the line. Because we are, we already know he will he'll get a move, um, and it'll be a move that is hopefully financially beneficial for the club in a couple of years. And so running him to the ground um, while he's just got his uh, learner's permit is not going to help us uh, four or five years down the line when he's maybe getting a, a first or second move away from uh, from the club. Yeah, you know, when Tommy McCabe joined the club, that sort of competition there for Francis, um, and then Dylan Powers joins in, um, you know, the the that's sort of the role I think is going to be Francis's key thing is going to be that that controlling midfielder, uh, which is sort of what Dylan Powers took over uh, when he joined the club. So yeah, and, and the fact that Orange County was making that push uh, for the playoffs and then the title run, um, it really... Uh, gave little opportunity for Francis on there. Unfortunately, he's, he's vastly talented, uh, but this team this season was not an opportunity uh, to jump in there and do that. I mean, we, we saw a little bit out of Kobe Henry and that was maybe more out of a necessity than, you know, wanting or, or thinking he's ready for it. Um, and we saw, we saw sometimes with Kobe Henry, he struggled and luckily we were able to survive the struggles that Kobe Henry had this season. Um, it's a different story when you're playing the midfield because you're controlling the big portion of that field when you're a midfielder like that. So Francis didn't get the opportunities that I think most fans wanted to see this season, unfortunately. Um, let's move on. Next is another midfielder for the team, another friend of Brad's from up there in Reno that joined the club um, two seasons ago. Second season with the club, that's Mr. Seth Kasipley. Um, Seth was troubled with some injuries this season, so didn't get to make many appearances, only appeared in five matches. Um, statistics don't really show that he made a big impact, but it's not always about st statistics. Uh, let's go to you first, Brad, since this is a Rito connection. What is your grade for Seth Kasipley? Uh, I gave him a C plus, and that has nothing to do with him playing bad. It just has more to do with him being injured. Uh, love Seth. Great guy. I'm happy he's still with Orange County, and I hope he gets uh, healthy and can stay on the team and get more minutes next year, but didn't see too much of him this year. So uh, my grade for Seth Kasipley, um, I sort of went with my thought of what I've been doing for a lot of these players. I'm not going to fault them for the injuries or the lack of playing time. I'm going to judge it based on what I saw on the pitch. He was good. Wasn't great uh, from what he contributed to the team, but again, that was a lot part due to injury. So when he did return, it was sort of trying to fit back into a team that was already doing good things and already on a good run. And when he could play um, was very limited, but when he was called upon, he did what needed to be done. He um, held his own. Uh, there was multiple times throughout that run and in the playoffs that he was called to come in just for a bit here, stretch here and there um, and just keep us where we are through the match and just, don't let us fall apart in the final parts of the matches. And he did that. So I went with a B minus. Uh, Dylan's grade for Seth was a B. He gave the highest grade out of, out of both of us or all of us, three of us. Uh, Dylan, share your thoughts on why you gave him a B. Yeah, um, he was solid. Like 
not putting in the stats, but definitely passing the eye test. And I think he, much like Thomasine Wilson, came back into the team in a, in a place where uh, he was kind of cursed. The team was starting to fly pretty high, uh, and it was, it was never going to get, never going to get a full ninety once that happened. Um, but still an important member, and, and still offered something slightly different. So you know, if you've got a Tommy McCabe on a yellow, or you've got a Eric Albio that is exhausted, um, you could throw on Seth, and he can, you know, he can he can sort it out. He can get it done. And we yeah, finally figured out a chant for him, so that felt pretty good too. <laughs> Yes, way to go, CLC. Um, you know, it, it's hard. You know, unless you're this superstar player, if you're out for that long of a stretch and you come back, you're going to find it hard to work your way back into the team, especially when the team is playing well. Uh, if the team had been struggling when he returned, maybe he gets a little bit more of an opportunity because there's not this necessity to uh, play a core group that's been playing well together. Um, so, yeah, it, that that's the disappointing part of it. But he, he when he had his opportunities and when he played, he did – rather well he didn't stand out in any way where i'm like wow we need him more but he did what he needed to do to be a part of this team and get us to where we were which was winning the cup uh next up on the list another player that struggled with some injuries this season um one of the longest tenure players on the roster um and um a fun a fun guy a a good guy that's uh, been a good representative of this team for the last few seasons that is mr darwin jones appeared in eight matches only um offensive statistic was one assist uh, in those eight matches didn't start any of them and only played roughly over a full match worth of minutes uh my grade for him is based solely on my disappointment on when he got opportunities i didn't see what we had seen in the past from darwin jones we had seen him as a really potent attacking threat in the past and thus when he did make the appearance on here i didn't really see that from him. So I went with a C plus for Darwin Jones on the season. Um, let's go to you, Brad Darwin Jones. grade. Uh, totally agree with you. Um, didn't see what we saw in seasons past. And I also don't have the emotional connection of seasons past. So I gave just a C although side note, uh, his one assist does put him in the, uh, goals and assists leader on the team with 0.93 but that just shows that sometimes stats are silly yes uh dylan you gave a b minus for darwin um so the highest out of the three of us uh share your thoughts on why you gave him that grade yeah um we're really just running through all these like kind of cursed um player situations where they they pick up an injury uh and then they don't get to do what we know they could do because there's people ahead of them um that don't deserve to be dropped. Uh, I think at a certain point in the season, if DJ is fully fit, um, we kind of see another 2019 Darwin Jones. Um, and then there's a formation change. And so he, he's not going to be used as much. Um, and then the way we set up in a, a familiar formation is now slightly tweaked and we need someone coming in to support uh, Damas. So he, he's not going to get nod. And when you suddenly have, um, you've got, uh, Ronaldo Damas, who's on fire. You've got Hugo Coley, who's doing all right. Um, and then you've got Euro Markkinen uh, ahead of you. You're not going to be played out of position up top. Uh, and, you know, taking taking Ronaldo off for five minutes isn't going to make much of a difference, so you can get a little bit of match fitness. So it was unfortunate to not see him as much as we did, but I, I can't fault him for uh, picking up an injury. I can't fault him for 
uh, fighting to get back fit and then not making the match day squad. He's he's a victim of circumstance here, but he's he's done nothing wrong to to warrant getting dropped uh, or, or dropping a grade. That is awesome. We're gonna um, talk about some more grades, but first, before we do so, he he finally decided to join us. The man who's now, you know, too big for our tiny little show here. Now that he's like this big wig on the USL show. And that's Mr. Allen in San Diego. Allen, we missed you last week, and we've missed you for most of this episode. But how are you doing, my man? Um, I'm all right. Yeah, I had a nice little stomach bug last week and uh, was a little under the weather as far as being able to perform. Uh, and then tonight, uh, my wife started making dinner, and then I got Ray's message, and I was like, oh, poop, it's 830. I, I can't not eat my wife's dinner. Uh, it was delicious, so I am... I'm here. Uh, I'm glad to be back. Uh, the owner of San Diego Loyal threw me under the bus at one of the listening parties uh, this past weekend and called me out specifically uh, for appearing on this podcast. Uh, and I said, uh, I am going to continue because I love it here. Hey, I love it. I love that you're willing to stick with us, Aww. even though you've got a bigger role now with the USL show and the owner of your hometown team is giving you a hard time for being. But hey, you got to let him know. What a fair weather fan. You started here when it came to local podcasts. You started with us. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to put you through a little bit of a crazy moment here, Alan. All right. Since you weren't here last week and you weren't here for this first half of this show, we're going to do a quick draw on all these grades for every player that we've graded already. <laughs> oh, no. I'm going to call it the name. You give the grade really quick. You don't have all to right. give an explanation. Just give the all grade. Right. Ready? Miko Kuningas. A. Hunter Haynes. F. He never did the country album. All right. Avian Flanagan. Uh, B for when he played. Danny Fondes. I have no idea who that is. Eric Calvillo. I'll give him an A. Pretty solid. Michael Orozco. Uh, A, just an A. All right. Kobe Henry. Uh, oof. first half or second half? Um, I, I think we're going to grade him like a math, math class. Uh, I think he ends up at a B. I was pretty hard on him, but I think he, he finished the season pretty well. You weren't hard on him at all. You were probably nicer than some of us. Uh, Nathan Kobe, Hen- Kobe Henry, I said he should be graded like a big boy and was not very happy with his performances you, on wh- the pitch earlier. But but at the end of the season, for sure, like I think he finished. He deserves a B for the work he put in at the end of the year. Okay. Okay. Nathan yeah. Smith. Um. Oh, wow. You guys are all over the place. Uh, I'll do a B minus. I'll agree with Dylan. Uh, Sean Mateg. Again, I have who? Okay. You're a marketing. I would give him a C. He was fine. Thomas Enavoldson. Oh, I'm going to give him an A minus just because he ended on top. Uh, Jack and Prado. Uh, yeah, I got nothing. Uh, Adam John. Oof. Um, I for injured. All right. Raymond Dre. Uh, Raymond Dre. Um, I don't recall, recall him ever doing anything terrible or good. Uh, so I'll give him a pass. <laughs> Reese Breen. Yeah, same thing. I thought, you know, maybe he was all right, but n- not nearly enough. Um, I'll, I'll pass him as well. Uh, Tommy McCabe. Uh, I'll give him a solid B. Kevin Alston. Uh, oh, I'm a sucker for Kevin Alston. A minus. Ronaldo Damas. Oh, da- it's got to be A plus. Ben Mines. Oh, uh, I think I'm going to agree with Ray on this one. Give him A minus. Jack Thompson. Again, no re- recollection. Uh, Brian Nolaski. 
Uh, I'll give Olaski an A minus. Brent Richards. Uh, I think you guys are right. Solid A. All right, Dylan Powers. Oh uh, yeah, I gotta go with Dylan A plus. Uh, Francis Jacobs. Um, poof. yeah, not used a whole lot. Um, so yeah, I, I would say incomplete on that one. I'll just pass him. I'll pass him. You guys won a championship. We'll pass him. <laughs> Seth Kasipley. Uh, B. Darwin Jones. Uh, I'll I'll agree with Ray C plus. All right, let's move on to the next player Boom. that none of us have graded yet. Woo, good job on that, Alan. Um, see, that's why you're on the big leagues. That's why you're at the USL shows. You can do that on the fly. Uh, so uh, the next player we're going to talk about is a player that was with Orange County last season, 2020, 2020, then went to Austin to begin 2021, then came back uh, to Orange County for 2021 to fin- finish the season. And I believe he performed better this season than he did at any point last season for Orange County, um, even though maybe his stats aren't quite as high. I can't remember off the top of my head what he did last season, but I just felt like just he looked better for the team this season. That's Ugo Coley. Um, he played in 16 matches, started 14 of those matches, one goal, one assist, um, and one yellow card. So, yeah, I mean, nothing amazing statistically, but again, sometimes th- statistics don't work. Right, Brad? Okay, just a thumbs up for Brad, even though the people that are listening podcast form have no idea what that means when there's just silence. Um, so let's go with the grade. I'm going to go to you first, Alan. Um, I was waffling B minus C plus. I think I'm going to give him a C plus. Um, I thought you, you want more out of a former MVP. Um, I, I think, you know, especially with, um, the way that Damas kind of took over the offensive firepower of the team. I thought a was, was fine. Uh, but I think kind of for him, who he is, uh, still a little bit underwhelmed. Yeah, I'm going to uh, agree with one of our listeners, Russell, with the grade. I went with a B- minus for Ugo Coley. Um, here's my thought behind it is Ronaldo Damas was just on fire. There's no way you're going to supplant him as like the main offensive attack in the style that you're looking at there. Um, but what you did see out of Coley coming is he came in and basically said, we don't need Eero marketing. Even if he comes back and is healthy, um, Ugo is going to be the man. Ugo can play that hold-up ball better than what Eero was showing earlier in the season. Um, and... He looked more than capable of of being that target man in the box of that Euro was being asked to be early in the season as well. Uh, looked better, even though maybe stat-wise doesn't look better, but looked better on the pitch for Orange County in 2021 than he did in 2020 and was a big offensive threat, which helped open up things for Ronaldo Damas probably more than um, would have been available. So I went with a B-. Brad? Oh, I was unmuted that time. Uh, I gave Ugo Okoli a C plus. Uh, didn't really get many chances down the road, but he did well. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking at uh, some stuff on here. Uh, Russell's talking about how Ugo boosted fan morale this uh, season. So pretty good for that. Uh, Dylan, you gave a B minus for Ugo. So you actually agreed with me, not with these two that uh, think he wasn't anything more than just slightly above average. You thought he was a little bit more than that. B minus. Why did you think Ugo was a B uh, B minus? Yeah, the stats definitely weren't there. Um, and he came into a club in turmoil, but he was another option up top. Uh, we, we needed one that was not named for all of Thomas for large stretch, stretches of this year. Um, his hold-up play really faltered towards the end of the year, and it seemed like he didn't quite have it in him. But he wasn't getting marked out of games the same way that Euro would. And he... 
Oh, the boat. The boat is spotty. Cause problems? Signal there. All right, there. Dylan's back. Good. Or maybe not. I think Dylan's frozen. But we got a little bit of what Dylan was trying to say there. Um, Alan, if you didn't know, Dylan's like in Washington on a boat somewhere. So he's nice. in and out of service. Nice. Um, but yeah, so um, I, I, he went with a B minus. Let's just go from there. And when he gets back on, we can maybe get more out of him from that. Next song, let's move on. Oh, there's Dylan. Did you have anything else you wanted to say about Ugo? I mean, I don't know where I got uh, cut off due to some shady cell service, but, um, you know, at the end of the day, he stepped up and he slotted that penalty. Actually, he didn't slot that penalty. He blasted that penalty. No one's saving that. And uh, you know what? If you're clutch, that's that's worth a, a nice little grade bump there. That's the three points extra credit that gets you a 79.6 and a B minus. Well, that and the, you know, he was a player that looked like he wanted to be on this team, that he wanted to be part of this team, um, that wanted to be part of the atmosphere going on at the matches. It was awesome. I mean, more than one time he's celebrating with the fans out there in uh, Caroline Coalition uh, and pumping everyone up. So that was pretty awesome to see. Uh, let's move on. Ready? Uh, we've got goalkeeper, uh, man, the guy that really, really set the tone in the final uh, for Orange County. Uh, with the penalty save that I think we all were sort of dreading when uh, that call was made in the final. And, you know, typically a player steps up the box and they make that big moment kick, but Rakowski was big. Patrick Rakowski, uh, the guy that finally cemented his place as the number one keeper uh, in that second half of the season. Um, I'm going to go with my grade first. I gave him an A. Step up in big times. What about that? And you got to love that that celebration after he made the stop too, right? I gave Patrick Rakowski an A. Um, the only reason I didn't go A-plus is because of his struggles uh, in the first half of the season when it was sort of this battle between him and Abraham Romero on who was going to be the number one keeper. Um, I'm sure the struggles had to do with that lack of consistent playing time where, you know, again, you had a player getting some matches and the other players getting some matches and they're rotating back and forth. Uh, but once Rakowski got you know, that solidified number one role in the keeper. He looked amazing. Um, so only no plus because of the struggles early on. Uh, Brad, you're uh, great for Patrick Krakowski. Uh I gave him an A plus. Uh, not only was he by far the best goalkeeper for the team for the year and really a great player and that big save in the uh, championship defined that game. Um, He's the nicest guy I've talked to on the team. Uh, Rakowski is just one great individual. Yeah, he's he's a, a really good guy. I mean, you just you hear, you know, the way he talks about his teammates and, and just, you know, the way he interacted with us when we've talked to him either on the air or even just behind the scenes at the stadium. He was a really good guy. Um, just to throw out some stats, he saved 75% of the shots that he uh, faced this season. You compare that to the other goalkeeper that got minutes, Abraham Romero stopped just under 64% of the, the shots that he uh, was faced with. So um, definitely the better of the two goalkeepers, I would say. But, man, Brad, what about Danny Fondes, man? You got to give some love to that guy. Um, Alan, your grade for Patrick Kurkowski. Yeah, I, I gave him an A. I think if it's just the playoffs, for sure, A+. Plus. Uh, if it's just down the stretch, for sure, A+. Plus. Um, he was kind of I, – I thought he should have been finals MVP. Um I thought, you know, the pressure that he has to get put on to make some penalty saves in PKs, uh, 
you just need to make that one. I think uh, I think it was like Oakland where he was kind of out. The other goalkeeper outguessed him, and he just still managed to uh, come up huge. So I, I think he's for sure a. Uh, I, I agree with Ray. There was some shakiness midseason that maybe keeps him from getting that A plus. Uh, also, I don't really like giving out pluses uh, unless they're like C's. Uh, but yeah, a great goalkeeper, um, and really is kind of the. You had one guy in the back end, one guy in the front end, really taking charge of this team. It was Rakowski and Damas, um, and those guys were amazing down the stretch. I feel bad for your students, Alan. Um, Dylan, you uh, went with a an A for Rakowski as well. Um, why wouldn't you give him the plus? Um, his distribution at times, I mean, his distribution at one point cost us uh, two points. Um, and also, I think he's a little slow if a ball is crossed across the goal. Uh, across the box, that is. He's a little slow to get across. And that, well, that also haunted us uh, a handful of times. But ultimately, um, like I said earlier, if you're clutch, that's that's well, well worth it. And he, he was very, very clutch. Perfect. Uh, let's move on. Next player to grade is one of the players on the roster that's been on our show more than any other player, I believe. Um, he's been with us, I think, three times, which is one of the tops on this roster. That's Rob Kiernan, uh, who in his second year with the club was a solid contributor to what was an amazing defense, especially down the stretch there, except for that one match. He well, one and a half matches that he missed because of a red card, but we won't fault him for that. We still won the championship. Um, Rob Kiernan, what, you know, what were his stats like? Let's look that up. Um, he Played in 28 matches, started all 28 of those matches. He actually scored two goals for Orange County this year, which was pretty cool. Um, so that's pretty amazing to see. Um, Rob Kiernan, Alan, grade. Uh, I gave him an A. Um, I have had a lot of respect from him all the way back to last season with with the handball incident against San Diego. Uh, he, he plays the game the way that I like defenders to play. Uh, really smart, a little bit on the edge, get under people's skin. Uh, and then admit that you're getting under under people's skin. Uh, I have a lot of respect for that because uh, he's not trying to like be sneaky. He knows who he is. He knows his strengths. Um, and getting those two goals, uh, I, I think, w- even shocked him. Um, and it was really nice to see him have a really solid season um, and, and get a really nice back line uh, and beat. I do want to say he beat Michael Orozco this season in goal scored. So. He got the Orange County or Orange and Black Soccer Cats bump for that, uh, so he can thank <laughs> us later. Awesome, Dylan. Your grade for Rob Kiernan was an A minus for the season. Uh, why were you slightly lower than Alan's grade of an A? Um, I I and I, I don't think he was fit or fully fit for the whole season. So maybe I'm a little cool here. I just think oh, on his we day, lost he's, he's oh, there one he of the is. best defenders in the league and. Oh, all right. So I assume this might be working and my apologies, but um, I just don't think he fully performed to what he was capable of, um, despite not notching a couple goals. Ultimately, he's still one of the best defenders uh, in the league, so it's, it's hard to be too harsh on him. Uh, you know, I uh, agreed. Let's see, who did I agree with? I agreed with you, Dylan. I went with an A minus. I thought there were some mistakes here and there. Um, I know Russell, watching live, said that the red card against Oakland won us that match. Um, oh no, against Oakland, against um, um, Colorado. It was against Colorado Springs. Yes, won us the match. 
Um, you could make an argument that that was a key play, but I, I think Orange County still would have been able to uh, do something there. It was what had to be done in that moment. I don't think that's what won us the match. Um, there was a little bit of shakiness sometimes with Rob Kiernan, uh, but again, there was a lot of shakiness with this team early on in the season. There was only a few players that were really playing the, this amazing brand of soccer, um, or at least were playing above what was expected of them um, in that early part of the season. Rob Kiernan wasn't one of those. He struggled a little bit early in the season, but again, being part of that key defense down the stretch makes up for a lot of the mistakes earlier on the season. Um, so I went with an A minus. Um, who next? Let's go to Brad. Brad, you're great for Rob Kiernan. Uh, I agreed with uh, both you and Dylan. I gave him an A minus. Uh, I did hold that red card against him a little bit, not because it was a bad play, but because he shouldn't have been in that play uh, in the first place. I thought he could have gotten to the ball a little quicker. Uh, he made a couple mistakes, but other than that, he was a solid defensive player for the whole season. Um, Alan, since people are going to be mad that we all gave A minuses, go with your grade, Alan. I already gave him a grade. Yeah, I was the oh, last you did. one to give a grade. Yep. I gave him an A. Dang it. Well, let's I like repeat his, it since I, I, like I his, totally I forgot like about sa- it. I like his sassiness. That's what I like. So I, Mora, a minus. Yes, 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 yes. Um, let's move on. Next uh, player, Aiden Apodaca. Um, another player that's uh, an old friend of Brad's from up in Reno, right, Brad? Uh, what was your grade, Brad? Uh, my grade, I gave him a C. Um, Aiden Apodaca is one of those players that I have a little bit more personal insight into. Uh so he came from, I want to say El Paso is where he was being loaned from. And uh, just talking to him during the season, I was able to pull him aside after some of the games. He really thought he was going to get a little bit more time uh, with the squad playing since when he got loaned, uh, we were hurt. And, um, you know, he thought he'd get a little bit more time playing up next to uh, Damas. And I really wish he was given the opportunity because he was a fan favorite for the season he was with Reno. He's a very quality player who's very similar in play style to Domus. He's fast, um, and he's and he has a knack for finding how to get the ball into the goal. Um, so I gave him a C because I wish Abdaka um, could have been given more opportunities, but I think he he had a lot of chances to prove himself, uh, and he came close so many times. Um, so, uh, you know, you mentioned stuff that's going to sort of make my argument. I'm not holding people who are, um, accountable for the lack of opportunities, but when they did get those opportunities, I'm grading him off of that. Uh, I thought he looked pretty well when he uh, was out on the pitch. Um, yes, he struggled for uh, playing time because Ronaldo Damas was playing better than anyone expected Ronaldo Damas to play. Um, and Orange County also brought in a Sean Ugo Coley who plays that different style. I, I think you look at uh, Ronaldo and Aiden, they were very similar players when you're looking at just sort of players that are going to be energy pace uh, and quality scoring. Um, so it was tough to justify putting him in there over Ronaldo Domus at times, um, especially because Ronaldo, even if he had been running the full 85 minutes, he's still running top speed for the final five minutes of a match. Um, so you're not going to punish a player that's still able to go that hard um, after such a long period of time. So I went with, I gave him a grade of a B minus. I, I thought Aiden looked good um, when he got the opportunities. I, I He wasn't great, but he looked good. Um, Alan, you're great. Yeah, I'm, I wasn't too enthralled with, with Aiden Apodaca. Um, you know, 20 matches played one goal in 324 minutes um, averaged. 
0.1 shots on target per game. Uh, but, 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 Alan, his yes. goals per 90 minutes was fourth best on the team. 324 minutes per, between goals. Hey, goals per 90 minutes was fourth best on the team. I mean, stats, stats, and what lies and stats. Um, I, I think he is hampered by his lack of ability to get consistent minutes. And that I do, I do think that has something to say. Um, I'm not sure he was necessarily um, a, a glowing presence on the pitch when he did play. I think that shows up of why he wasn't getting minutes is who do you start him over? Um, and it, it's hard to grade uh, somebody who gets a sparing amount of minutes. Um, I wrote who, cause I don't ever remember him being like super memorable. I know he got a goal uh, in Oakland against Oakland, in the three nil victory. Uh, so we had some nice moments. Um, I, I would just like to see a little bit more from him uh, before I can officially say he's an A player or a C player. Um, so I'm agreeing with Dylan. I think kind of just an incomplete is the best for him. Um, I'd like to get, see him get a bit more of a chance in Orange County or somewhere else. All right, Dylan. I'm personally insulted by your who. <laughs> Dylan, uh, you know your grade was an incomplete. Uh, any thoughts behind that, or do you want to just move on? Yeah, it's just not not playing enough, and no fault of his own. Uh, it was a nice nice finish in Oakland, and he probably could and would have put more of those in if he played more. But you know, oh well. He, in, in a sense, he only showed up for ten percent of the class. All right, there we go. Um, let's let me just say this really quick though: is did, I, I think you gave grades to players that played less minutes than him. So I don't know. Maybe you didn't. Oh, well, um, I'm not a great teacher. So next grade, a player that started the season with Orange County, then moved on to elsewhere. Um, and it was a touchy subject for some of us here on the podcast. Uh, that is Mr. Chris Weehan. Uh, Chris, when he was with Orange County, looked pretty good um, scoring some goals and, and whatnot. Uh, I believe he made 16 appearances 15 starts, four goals, three assists. Uh, Dylan, you're great for Chris in 2021 with Orange County. Uh, I don't know where you're asking me. Oh, I can't, I, I can't see it and I forgot. Yeah. You gave yeah, a W. I thought so as well. Um, and I know that New Mexico is basically a, a second home to him. Um, I'm not going to fault him for doing what he thinks is best uh, for his career and for himself personally and, and his family. Uh, it was nice to see him come back uh, for the, the match against San Antonio. I, I'm not going to take anything away from him. He was good while he was here. Another club wanted him and he made it clear that we're a selling club. So no matter what age you are, if someone wants you and they give a good enough offer, sort it out and uh, he moved on. Um, Alan, you're great. Uh, I wrote withdraw, but um. I thought he was fine on Orange County. Um, I thought he started out pretty well, had some pretty up and down. There's some games where you wanted some more out of him. Uh, I probably would have given him a C-plus Orange County, but it's clear he was a much happier player in New Mexico. He fit that system a little bit better, Um, and it it seems to be a better fit for the player, which you're excited about. You want players to be where they want to be and where they're going to be successful. Uh, For Orange County, I thought he was fine. Uh, Like I said, some ups and downs, but um, so I'll do, no, let's do a B minus for him, but with a withdrawn. 
There we go. Um, you, yeah, that's sort of what I did when I was doing my grade. Right? I gave him a W, but I did grade him based on his time that he was here. So if he would have finished the season at the rate that he was going, he would have gotten a B plus with uh, with us based on what I saw. Uh, but he gets the W because uh, of the the transfer or the move to another team. Um, the biggest question that I have, uh, you know, with other sports like NBA and stuff, uh, sometimes the teams will give a player that played a big portion of the season with their team uh, a championship ring, even though they got traded midseason or moved on midseason. Um, I, I don't think we do championship rings here in the USL championship. I don't know if that's a thing, um, but, uh, you know, does Chris Weehan, w- would he qualify? Would you give him a championship ring if that was a thing for this team? Uh, I'll ask each of you, and then we'll go to Brad's grade. Dylan, does Chris deserve a championship ring with Orange County? Yes, and I'm going with the historical or the the typical, the traditional. If you if he gets five appearances or like five percent of the matches uh, or minutes played, uh, gets you a a ring, what is usually a medal. So I'd give it to him. So you consider him a championship a champion with Orange County? Well, I suppose so. <laughs> uh, Alan. No. Alan just wants to go the opposite of Dylan there. Uh, Brad, um, you're, <laughs> you're great. And would you consider him a champion with orange County? I'm glad I don't get paid to make these decisions. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Um, I think he was with the team for half of the regular season. I think he was there for 16 games. Um, that's a good question. Wish I had an answer. What, what, what's your grade for Chris? Uh, for me, I did not give him a W just because he was with the team for half the season. I ended up giving him a uh, B minus. Uh, during his 16 games, he was with the team. He had four goals and three assists, and I thought he played quite well uh, when he was with the team, and uh, and was definitely a bright spot. Uh, had some pretty flashy plays, and I don't know, just he's a likable guy too. So. A good B is where I'll give it. All right, cool. Uh, let's a move B on for B's. I mean, is that a lazy, lazy joke? And it was actually a B minus I had for him. All right, one last grade to give out tonight, and that's going to be uh, the other goalkeeper that got minutes this season for Orange County. Patrick Krakowski was the key one with the most minutes, but we also had Abraham Romero. We've sort of briefly touched on him when we were talking about uh, Patrick Krakowski, but his uh, save percentage was a little bit lower, and um, you know. Towards the second half of the season, he lost his role as a 1A and 1B type goalkeeper thing here. Um, Dylan, you gave a C-plus for Abraham. Why would you give him a C-plus? Um, this wasn't the Abraham Romero of 2020. Uh, I don't think that was even close to the best Abraham Romero could have done. Um, but he wasn't abysmal like uh, another former goalkeeper that I won't even bother mentioning. So he has to deserve some credit and he, he stuck with the team um, and accepted his role and, you know, even, even picked up a booking for, for uh, using some unsporting language towards some uh, opposing players at one point. So, um, you know, I wish him, I wish him the best moving forward because I, I know he's on his way out, but oh, well, there we go. Um, Alan, you're great. I am going to see, I think, d- most of what was said was was said. Um, I think uh, he's put in a position where maybe he feels like he should have been the number one, but then you bring in Rakowski and 
situations change. And so as like a off the field player and the things that he said and the attitude he have, absolutely an A. Uh, the play on the pitch uh, was fine. It was average. Uh, it, it's pretty clear that Rakowski was the clear number one at the end of the season. Um, so I, I went with a C. Uh, Brad. I also uh, went with the C. Um, just simply put, you know, during the time that he was the starting goalkeeper, I thought he played well. He made one. He had one game where he made a couple big, big mistakes. Um, and he definitely wasn't the Abraham Romero of uh, when he was with uh, Los Dos. And uh, he simply just got beat for the job. So I don't know how I could give him a B or anything in that range. Yeah, I went with a C plus. I felt he was uh, when he w- was playing. He did decent. He wasn't amazing, but he did decent. Slightly above average, but um, yeah, uh, Patrick Rakowski run won the number one goalkeeper role about midway to two thirds through the season and ran with it and became an amazing part of this team's finish to the season. Um, but Abraham was a great teammate, a great uh, player for this club. Um, yeah, I, I reading some of the comments, he was great with fans. Um, so that was pretty awesome to see, um, wishing him the best of luck if he's not back with Orange County, which I'm assuming he's not going to be back, but uh, best of luck because he was, he was a good guy. Uh, but just, yeah, you know, sometimes it's a struggle when you're not getting every single start and you're fighting for your, your opportunities, especially goalkeeper. Goalkeeper is one of those positions where you need to find that consistency and you need to just sort of find your form. And the only way you do that is by playing consistent, uh, minutes, uh, in that role. So. Uh, that wraps up our player grades for the season. May have another grade or two to give out next week. And also we have our, our award show next uh, next week. So again, if you have not yet voted, go to our website, click on the banner at the top of the website, and you'll be able to vote for your favorites for Orange County in 2021. Uh, one last bit of uh, news I want to get to before we wrap things up is the club did announce, and we already touched on some of this, but the club did announce their first four returning players for 2022. Um, those four players were Ronaldo Damas, Miko Kuningas, Patrick Rakowski and Kobe Henry. Um, some of those maybe aren't as big of a surprise. Biggest surprise I had is the announcement of Ronaldo Damas. I, I mentioned this earlier before. I think Dylan and Alan were really on here because I, I, I felt like there may be the opportunity that the club's looking to sell. Dylan mentioned, you know, this is sort of a selling team when those opportunities come. Um, you take advantage of it. But maybe by announcing him this early, you're looking at saying we're not going to sell him at least at this point. Um, but who knows, maybe if a crazy offer comes through, someone's offering like 5 million for him before the start of the season, I'm sure Orange County takes the offer. Uh, but, uh, out of those four, who are you most surprised about or, and, or excited about? I'll let you pick which one you answer on there before we wrap things up. Dylan. Um, I had some prior knowledge that Ronaldo had, uh, signed a new contract. So it was not a surprise. Um, by the time they announced it, I'm glad I no longer have to hold that one inside because that was, that was brutal. Um, but I'm most excited about Miko because I think, uh, you know, he's only a little bit older than me. And I think he, he really found his place in this team. And I mean, what a left foot. So why not? And and by all means, he's he's definitely one of the top in the fan favorites category um, for our awards of voting. So, I mean, the fans love him. So obviously it's great to see him back uh, and the team bringing back a player that the fans love, right? Absolutely. Long, long live heavy metal Miko. <laughs> uh, Alan, any player that you were either surprised or excited to see back? Um, I do think D- Domus is the one that was surprising. I did not have insider information like Dylan did. 
Um, but I think it's just good business from Orange County. If a team wants to take a chance with an international spot on this kid who clearly is uh, at the top end of the USL, um, I think Orange County signs him and says, if no one wants him, we'll roll with him again. We'll make him even better. And then maybe sell him at the end of the year this year. Uh, or you sign them and hope that a team comes calling uh, a little bit later. I think it's just good business from the team. Uh, it rewards the player for a great season. Um, and I was so I was a little bit surprised that he was he didn't just like I'm going to take a chance on MLS or something else. Um, so less surprised that Orange County signed him, more surprised that he wasn't taking a chance. But maybe he's also saying I'm signing a contract that I have in front of me and I can always be sold, um, or at least my contract can be sold. Uh, Brad, uh, the player for me that I that I'm most surprised to see back is uh, I'm gonna go with the uh, odd answer of Kobe Henry here. Not that I think he's a bad player. Um, it's that I'm hoping that he, if he is coming back, he's getting a starting role instead of uh, instead of kind of being a third bench player because. It's been interesting seeing him getting called up for the U.S. national team when he's kind of had a limited amount of minutes. So he's clearly impressing on the U-17 level enough to get a call up to camp. Um, so there's clearly something there that I can't see because I'm not in town and don't get to see uh, Kobe Henry practicing or before and after games as much as you guys do. So it'll be interesting to see uh, what happens if... Uh, if uh, he does get some playing time with the national team, who who comes calling for him? How long does he last with the team? And he's got to get more playing time now. I'm going to go with your answer on this, Brad, is Kobe Henry was the, sort of the um, interesting one that I'm seeing returning. And it's for that same type of thing. And it sort of mixes in with the Ronaldo Damas uh, thoughts as well, too, is you're, you're locking in a player that is a highly touted player at this point now. I mean, Honestly, Orange County is the only team that has a true on their roster uh, U.S. national team player at this point, right? Is I know Louisville, someone from Louisville uh, is on the roster, but they've already moved on to, I believe, Spain or we something like that, right? So, it's, um, yeah, so it's, it's, it's there we go. So, Orange uh, County has a USL national team player, uh, a senior roster player on their roster at this moment, um, which is awesome to see. Um, and, you know, the stock is going to keep growing for this kid as well. Uh, Orange County is setting themselves up for a really good payday in another year or two if, if things keep continuing this way. Because you're going to have a Kobe Henry uh, and a Ronaldo Damas that are going to be uh, really, really high-value players if they continue at the trajectory that they're going. Um, and it's just going to benefit Orange County as a whole as far as what they'll be able to do to help grow this team even more and more. Um, when it gets there. So good to see on that. Uh, let's wrap things up because this is a really long episode today, but we don't like to do that too often, but let's, let's wrap things up so we can uh, let you all go move on. Whether you're watching live tonight, you can go to bed or if it's, uh, you know, on podcast form and you've actually listened to minute one or what is it, minute 90 or one Oh five minute one Oh five. Is that right? Am I doing the math right? No. 60, 75 minute 75. There's my math. You okay, Alan? Just wowing. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, I'm 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 actually really tired. I didn't sleep well last night. Um, random thoughts for this episode. Let's go to you, Dylan, and, and please make it about being on a ferry in Washington or something. I don't know. Yeah, what's up? I'm on a boat. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um I, I've heard there's a storm uh down in the place that I truly live, and I hope you're all 
not too crazy. Just a friendly reminder, because even the people up here in Pacific Northwest, where it rains all the time, uh, they forget to do this. When it rains, or it's about to rain, and it's dark, you do need to turn your headlights on in your car uh, so other people can see you. Yeah, that's an interesting thing now with uh, so many automatic headlight cars. When you get into a car that doesn't have that option, I think many people forget about that and they forget to turn them on. But the other thing, I, I, I don't really know if it works. Even if you have it set to auto, I don't think it really turns on your brake lights while you're driving uh, in the rain or in the fog. So even if you have it set to auto, you you may have your headlights on, but your brake lights aren't on and people still can't see you when they're driving through that thick fog, right? I, I, I think. I don't know. Anyone a car expert here? Yeah, so you might have some daytime running lights, but those aren't going to do anything. And that also means that if someone is driving behind your dark gray colored uh, Honda Elantra through a storm just outside of Portland, Oregon at 530 morning. Sounds very specific. It's half the people up here. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's not just us. Uh, I think everyone's a bad driver, uh, at least us in California. Those of us in California, we are in a hurry. So it's, it's more permissible. But seriously, turn your uh, headlights on. And, and really quick, uh, Russell listening live is asking, you know, about a city hall or Irvine City Council update. Unfortunately, none of us got the opportunity to make it there uh, today. Uh, I know there was a plan for a rally prehand, but the weather sort of nixed that idea. Uh, but the uh, city of Irvine gave some sort of rec- uh, recognition to Orange County for their championship. Unfortunately, again, none of us were there to witness that or talk about that. So um, we maybe will talk about it next week once we can get some um information or some firsthand accounts from people that were either there or even from the club themselves about what happened. Um, Alan, your random thought for today. Uh, if you can invest in your mental health uh, and in, if you're in that position, also advocate for making mental health more affordable and available for everybody. Uh, Cause it is super important to not only take care of your body physically, but also mentally. Perfect. Brad, your random thought and why weren't you at the rally at the Irvine city hall tonight? I'm not even going to dignify the second question with the response. Uh, my random thought is uh, I'm starting a very stupid hobby um, of learning how to play poker. And I have listened to a lot of podcasts because I have a lot of downtime at my work when I'm just driving and can't really do anything but listen to podcasts. So if you have any interesting podcast about poker to share with me or just any podcast in general just shoot me a tweet at a pal in the sky or send me a dm and definitely need some more podcast recommendations awesome you can always listen to the orange black soccer cast brad um that's a recommendation for you my random thought is i did not know until today that rain can go sideways um i i did not know that was even a possibility but uh, uh, apparently it can and i was watching that happen for about an hour and a half two hours outside my work window today um, while I was looking up the sky and seeing, is there some sort of funnel cloud up there at all? But I could not find one. Um, Yeah. Unfortunately for those of you that listen that are outside of Southern California, we are not used to more than a couple centimeters of rain at the most. And we just got a drenching of rain. I don't know what it was like in San Diego, Alan, for you guys, but I know we got quite a bit here. We got sideways rain um, and yeah, my son, uh, who has a cast, and we didn't even do a good job of parenting and giving him anything to protect the cast today. He 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 protected it by all means, but he was pissed when he got home from school because he he's like, I got soaking wet going between classes. He's a middle schooler, so Alan, you know how that goes. Um, 
between classes. I don't know if your students were, were crazily um, soaked and, and they probably can't even focus on a day like today, but that's the way that goes. So um, yeah, interesting weather. And uh, now we're back to clear skies for another week and a half or so. Um, we're going to wrap things up here. Ladies and gentlemen, I appreciate y'all for listening. We have one more episode before the year is up, and that is going to be our award show. Um, hopefully, the other gentlemen in this uh, podcast will dress up for the occasion in their tuxedos that they will be getting, um, bow tie and all. Um, we will have a final award at the end of the episode for Best Dressed, and we will let you all listening and watching live vote for Best Dressed on that episode. But for Dylan in uh, on a boat, in uh, somewhere in Washington. I think that's possibly Seattle he's going to, but maybe not. Who knows? Dylan, is that Seattle? Yes, sir. There we go. Welcome to downtown um, Seattle. There we go. For Dylan in downtown Seattle, we've got Alan in San Diego. We've got Brad in Reno, and I'm right here actually in Orange County talking about Orange County Soccer Club. This is the Orange and Black Soccer Cast, and we are out. Orange County.